This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. What is uh, slashing? Slashing is um, like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, there's a penalty for that? Yeah. Uh, and for a trip also, you know, oh. like that. And mm-hmm. for hook, like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, for spear, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. All bad. Bad. You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself and... You feel shame, you know, mm-hmm. and then you get free. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome to the Drop Podcast, and before we get into the Blues-Kings game, I would like to dedicate this podcast to Ari Dugan and her family. Ari touched us all with her strength and her always upbeat attitude towards her illness. She passed away this year, and the Blues were able to honor her Friday before the Kings game, and I just want to be able to do the same. Hi, my name is Ari, and I'm 11 years old. So, Wadi, how are you going to prepare for tonight's game? Uh, like usual, you want me to hold it? Okay. Like usual, have a breakfast, morning skate, you saw this, and uh, lunch, have a nap and walk here to be ready for a game. I can hold it all the time if you want to. When do you have your dinner? Before the game or after the game? During the game sometimes. No. After after a game on a plane, usually. When uh, we fly back home or to another city, we do it on a plane or in a hotel when we fly over. Mm-hmm. So how many goals do you think you'll score tonight? I don't know. I will try my best. You know, we all will try our best because tonight we can clinch a playoff spot, especially with you in the stands. So we will play hard and uh, try to get a win. Welcome to uh, Zero to Sixty. So we're here with a special guest today, Ari. Welcome, welcome to the show. Hi. So Ari, how's the trip going so far? It's been amazing so far. Yeah? What's been your favorite part of the trip? My favorite part of the trip so far has been when Vladdy scored a goal for me. I gotta say, I've been looking at these shoes since you've, uh, you got here. Where, <laughs> do, where do I get a pair of those kicks? Because those are nice. Your whole outfit right now, I'm, I'm looking for something that's, that's kind of my look too, so we're gonna have to get together and talk about where you get your stuff. Where do you get those? Um, I actually, mommy got me the shoes. Okay. And the coat came from Chasing Fireflies. That's a nice awesome. coat. It's a real nice coat. I think nice we coat. could get maybe a, what are you, double XL? XL? I'm slim right now. I'm yeah, a nice, let's go yeah, with yeah, an I'm XL. A nice XL. I think oh, yeah. you see Ryan in that, I think that would really bring out his eyes. It'd yeah. be a nice look for him, eh? Look cute on me. Okay, he could wear that to the rink. Maybe get him a cane. It would be perfect. I saw you a uh, water bottle bowling in the on the plane. You get it all the way down. Um, the water bo- the water bottle didn't make it that far. No. But I tried a hockey puck and it made it all the way the down. Puck made it all. Oh, I didn't see that one. I just saw the bottle. It kept hitting the boys in the feet. <laughs> 
been a fun plane ride. I see you playing games, all that stuff. Did you take it easy on Vladdy, or did you beat him in cards? Um, most of the games we played, I I won. Yeah, good. He's not a very good card player. No, no, he just scores goals. That's yeah. what he does. Yeah, that's awesome. So you're having fun. One more game tonight. What are you thinking for tonight? Big game against Colorado. So far, you've been perfect. We're one and zero on this road trip. You've been our lucky charm, and continue tonight. Any predictions for tonight? You're going to win. Yes, oh, that's man. what we like to hear. Who's going to score? Ryan. No, Ryan's not going to score. <laughs> I think Ryan. I think Ryan's. I think it's my turn. Channel. It's been what, like, five months since I've scored. Be. Maybe it'll be a solar eclipse today too. Yeah. Yeah. You no. Know? Maybe well, gravity will shift and we'll start going on in there. Well, Ari, thank you for coming on the show with us and thank you so much for joining us on this uh, this trip. It's been a pleasure to get to know you and have fun with you and. We're very fortunate to become your friend. Yeah, it's been a blast, and uh, cheer loud. We'll be we'll be watching Definitely. for you. All right. Definitely. Children with cancer and um, illnesses, they they need help. They need money. The hospitals and the organizations don't have enough. It's really hard to discuss about it because you know I've never been in uh, this spot, and obviously. She's a, she's a really brave kid, you know. She's uh, always smiling. She brings a lot of positive. And, uh, you know, when you see her, you're thinking about your life. You're thinking about, you know, bigger things than usual. And, you know, she makes you to be more happy. I remember Ari's smile. And that spread so far across her face. And her eyes were glittering. And I was maybe crying a little bit in the back. <laughs> share all my experiences and how I got to go to the games and how I was on the Jumbotron and I'm going to want to share every little bit with them. A great way to honor Ari and of course all the people who have had cancer, who have had a member of the family with cancer. It's a very tough thing to go through whether you're the person that has it or the person that has to watch a loved one go through it. Very emotional night for the Blues. Emotional night for everybody there. Ari's family, the Dugans, they were able to throw the honorary puck out. Very nice to see the Blues are a high-class organization with stuff like this, and they always make these kind of uh, nights very special, and it was a special night. On the ice, however, I don't know if the Blues had a little uh, problem getting going due to the emotional uh, stress of... Uh, thinking about what Ari went through, because not just Tarasenko, but you heard in that second uh, clip at the beginning, that was Ryan Reeves, a former Blue, and Carter Hutton. The whole team was very close to Ari, and it was very hard when they uh, lost her. In fact, Tarasenko, I believe, got to be with her for the night before, the two days before she died. So very tough on the team. So you know, in an instance like this, you hate to talk about hockey, but uh, let's go ahead and talk about the Blues game. The Blues came out, I thought, in this game, a little lethargic, and it, it makes sense. Uh, not making excuses, but after the Ducks' loss, uh, where they played you know, not very good at all, Brodziak got those goals late, but the Blues probably had one of their worst games complete in the whole season. Coming into this game, you're hoping that they will make some adjustments and get better from the start of the game. You wouldn't think that L.A. was the team that played the night before. You would think the Blues had. The Blues looked more tired. L.A. looked fresher, more up-tempo. And they would really put the pressure on Jake Allen. Jake did his best to keep the Blues in the game. 
But when your defensemen aren't taking your men out, uh, as Alex Petrangelo was unable to take Kopitar out on a goal, and they just did not play very well in the first period, the Kings were able to get two goals in the first period and go up two to nothing. Pearson feeds it across. Great pass to Foley's on side. He scores! Tyler Toffoli off the great feed. It's 1-0 Kings. The Kings have been fast. The Blues have been slow. We're not even two minutes in, so it's still a long way to go. It's just a matter of what happens here. The neutral zone opening up. We saw that last night in Washington. The important thing here is the Kings keep the puck moving. It never really stops. And the backhand pass right there by Nick Shore. That is impressive. Now, the one thing with the move at the end, watch Toffoli. He does not give up the forehand move Backhand, backhand, back, until the very last moment. Kopitar slides it across. I follow right on. Kopitar bangs home the rebound. Oh, what a combination. I have followed the initial shot. Kopitar right out in front, unmarked to make it 2 nothing, Kings. I think where the shot comes from, since it comes from the angle, Carter Hutton would want to get that rebound into an area that might go off to the side. But here it is. How many times have we seen that entry down the middle? That's such a different perspective for the Kings and then when Kopitar drives and continues to drive the rebound goes right to him now when a shot comes from that much of an angle usually goaltenders do a better job of deflecting it into a corner so just a little over six minutes into the first period the Blues are being dominated by the Kings and I hate to say that but they were as the Kings announcer said the Blues looked really really slow they weren't on the puck they just looked like they had concrete in their shoes. The Kings looked like the faster, much better team in the first period, and they were. The Kings were the faster, much better team in the first period. Uh, Tyler uh, Toffoli gets that first goal a minute and 43 seconds in, 12th of the year. He's been hot this year for the Kings. Shore gets his fifth assist. Pearson gets his 10th. Like I said, a minute 43 in. Kings were up one to nothing. And then Anze, Anze Kopitar hit, heads to the net. And Petrangelo does not knock him off the puck. Kopitar powers his way past Petrangelo and gets the goal. There's not much else that can be said about it. That was all effort on Kopitar. He's had a much better season this year. Uh, 13 goals already, I believe. He only had 13 goals all of last year. So people thought he might be done and might be aging a little bit. Ante Kopitar played very well in this game. LaFalo had his eighth assist. Muzzin had his 13 assist. Like I said, a little over six minutes in, six minutes, 12 seconds in, the Kings are up two to nothing. And that's the way that the uh, first period would end. Blues were totally dominated. But you would think by looking at the shots, they weren't. Blues had 20 shots on goal, the Kings 11. You've got to take a guy out, and Petrangelo being an all-star defenseman, has to make that and take the guy off the puck and have enough power to where he can't use his stick to, to tip the puck in. You can't let a guy get past you like that. The blue shots, on the other hand, Kemper was basically making saves when he had to. But I will almost guarantee you, if you look at the 20 shots they had on goal, 17 to 18 of them were right on him. Right in the middle of his bread basket, right on his pads, real Low speed shots to his glove side, low shot speed shots to his stick and blocker side. He didn't have to make a lot of great saves in that first period. Blues fans, that's the way it is. I know it's not what we want to hear, but you got to call it like you see him. And that's the way that I seen it going into the second period. I thought the Blues picked it up a little, but just a smidge. The Kings still dominated the Blues in that second period. The Blues would finally get a power play. 
that they could do something on. And we all know the power play's not been great, not been great at all. Well, nice to see the guy that just came back get a goal. Patrick Berglund got a power play goal on just a great pass from Pareko, 15 minutes, 17 seconds into the second period. And even though the Blues have just been dominated, they're only down by one goal at this point. And now back to Dunn. Here's Berglund for Pareko to the net. They score! Tipped in by Berglund. What a play! And it's 2-1. to one. Good strong stick on the ice for that type of firm shot pass. And up under the bar and in. A timely goal for the St. Louis Blues as they get back into the one. They killed two power plays against. The penalty kill helped them keep in, into it. There's a little snap pass there by the big defenseman, Colton Pareko. He sees it all the way. He turns his wrist over there to get it to the left. And that is the big Swede, Patrick Berglund, driving hard to the net. And he's got his first goal of the year. Patrick Berglund, it's great to have you back. I know a lot of people have issues with you. Guys, Patrick Berglund is what he is. He's a big guy that can get physical when he needs to. He's a guy that can score you anywhere between 16 and 23 goals a year. Get you some assist. A great guy to have on the team. People question this guy all the time. His contract is very friendly. You see all these other guys score around 20 goals, signing these $6.5 million deals, such as Mr. David Backus. And Backus is much older. And look at the way that contract has worked out for Boston. Nothing against David. I love David. Great guy. Great player for the Blues. Take it easy on Berge. He is what he is. He's a good, solid player. Not great. Not bad. He's a solid player. And the Blues need him on their team, especially at that contract number. Just great. Like I said, his first goal of the year. Pareko had a great game. Uh, the rest of the Blues, I wouldn't say did great. But Pareko, he really, he looked like he cared. Dunn gets his fourth assist. Dunn had a decent game. 15 minutes, 17 seconds into the second period. Power play goal for the Blues. You're thinking to yourself, hey, maybe this is the point where the Blues really get some push and they really start playing like they have been for most of the year. Well, it really wasn't meant to be because about three minutes and 30 to 40 seconds later, Adrian Kempe would put the Kings up three to one. Assuming all the penalties here, it'll be... The remainder of the period is Kempe scores! What a snipe! Adrian Kempe going top corner on Carter Hutton. Sometimes there's things that emit from my vocal cords, but that time, it just surprised me. I was surprised. I, I thought Kempe with the speed was gonna take it a little bit deeper here, but he may use the defenseman as a screen a little bit. I don't think it hits the D. That goal by Kempe was 18 minutes, 56 seconds into the second period. What a killer. It just, you know, when you give a goal up that late, it just really hurts you, especially a couple minutes before Berglund getting the Blues close at 2-1. to one. Kempe, that's his ninth goal of the year. Martinez gets his fourth assist. Drew Doughty gets his 15th assist. Going out of the second, it's not looking good for the Blues for the way they're playing. If they were playing better, you might think, hey, they could score two goals, but they just didn't looked like they had it in them for that night and they had the shots on goal were even 10 to 10 in the second but it was not anywhere near as close as that sounds the Kings still outplayed them in the second period going into the third you're hoping the Blues can get a little respect and at least put up a fight in this game and be able to get close three to two tied at three to three take it to OT get a point out of this game if you can just get a point out of this game after the way you played against the Ducks that would be a moral victory in my mind but the Kings kept putting pressure on 
not allowing the Blues to get a lot of pressure on, on Kemper. Tyler Toffoli gets his 13th goal and second goal of the night. 10-54 into the third, and the Kings are up in a commanding lead 4-1. to Scores in the NHL with Schwartz and Shen. Not to mention Tarasenko as Toffoli scores! Wow! Second for Toffoli tonight. It's 4-1 Kings. Sometimes the other team makes a mistake. Yeah. Now it's forced here. There's a couple of Blues that are kind of looking for the puck. And Tanner Pearson says to himself, Self, I'm going to go for the puck here. I'm not going to worry about the guys. Toffoli gets his second goal of the night and 13th of the year, and the Kings are up at a commanding 4-1. to one. Pearson would also get an assist, his 11th, and Muzzin would get his 14th assist. Muzzin's having a very good year for the King. The Blues were not able to do anything after that, and they lose this game 4-1. to one. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. Kings improved to 16-8-3. and three. Blues fall to 17-8-1. Getting to the shots on goal, the Kings would have 28. Blues 40, but most of those 40 shots were not very good opportunities. The Kings played defense actually pretty well. Power play, the Kings were 0 for 4, so the penalty kill was good for the Blues. The power play for the Blues was not good. They did score one goal, but they had five opportunities. Face-offs, the Blues beat the Kings in face-off percentage, 57 to 43%. Toffoli had two goals for the Kings, his 12th and 13th, and really had a really good game for the Kings besides his goals. Moving around a lot, had the puck a lot, a very good game for Toffoli. Kopitar had his 13th goal of the year. Kempe had a goal his ninth. Pearson had two assists and Muzzin had two assists. And as I said, Muzzin's having a very good year for the Kings. I believe he's got 14 assists total. Uh, Kemper had 39 saves for the Kings. Berglund got that power play goal. Nice to see Berge get that goal. Pareko had an assist. Dunn had an assist. Hutton allowed three goals on 21 shots. Just not good. And then uh, Jake Allen came in and allowed one goal on seven shots. So not, not a good night for the Blues goalies. Let's go ahead and get to the post-game interviews where we're going to hear from uh, Joel Edmondson, Carter Hutton, and, of course, Coach Mike on this uh, loss to where the Blues did not play very well at all. Yeah, they came out hot, and, um, you know, the rest of the game we didn't really respond the way we wanted to. Um, we didn't really play a team game tonight, and we just weren't connecting. So um, we have to have a short memory. we got 24 hours, and we got Minnesota tomorrow, so we'll be ready for that. And you guys are pretty good rebounding from – games that you guys really don't particularly like, but it seemed like the start of that game, a lot of the same things that, some same mistakes that you committed against Anaheim again here tonight? Or? Yeah, pretty much. You know, they got those two quick goals and that kind of, you know, silenced the crowd and the, the game. Uh, but I mean, the first period we still had 20 shots, so we were happy with that, but we still had to, had to find a better way to respond. Um, we weren't getting pucks deep, we were turning pucks over, and just all around it wasn't our team game. Maybe there's no, no easy answer, but why do you feel like just the slow starts here lately? Uh, just mistakes, just simple mistakes. Um, lack of communication in our D zone, and um, you know they're they're winning battles that we should have been winning. So, you know, at the end of the day, if you're not winning battles, you're not probably not going to win the game. The third goal, obviously, it seemed like you guys built some momentum up until then, and uh, just a killer third goal there at the end of the second. Yeah, you know. Um, me and Huddy talked about it, you know, right, right through my legs, so it's tough for him to see. But, um, you know, we turned the puck over right before that, and they were coming full speed, so uh, could have been blocked, um, could have been saved. It's just, just the way the game went tonight. And, you know, um, Huddy was great tonight in that. We, we put Jake in there just to kind of, you know, shake things up, but we just got to be better tomorrow.
Yeah, you know, obviously uh, down to nothing right away there quickly. Um, yeah, it's obviously a tough start. You get in a hole like that, and then I thought their goalie played pretty well, and it's kind of the game. So obviously the third one's a bad one, and, uh, and that ended my night. Did you see it? No, I got caught kind of looking around Eddie. Um, still a bad goal. It's that's on me for sure. I uh, it's Kempe, I think he's he's coming wide and. I, I, I kind of get caught leaning to my left, look, trying to look around Eddie's legs, and then right as I look, he just kind of puts it through his legs. And uh, yeah, a tricky shot, but at the same time, Mills can't go in. Carter, you never want to get pulled, but were you surprised by the decision there? Uh, I might can answer that. I just, I just do as I'm told. I just try to contribute. I know I wasn't good enough tonight. Last couple of games, slow starts. Any explanation for that? No, I'm not too sure. You know, obviously, I, I think sometimes teams coming off back to back, um, you know, it's like easier to roll into the start. And, uh, you know, I. I think, uh, you know, for us, we have to be better. And, uh, you know, I think for me, you know, you got to make some big saves there early to keep it tight. And I, uh, I just didn't, uh, I didn't tonight. You got a bird's eye view, you know, we're trying to figure out why the team's so out of sync. Can you talk about anything specific that you see that is causing the team to be out of sync? Um, I don't know. It's tough, like the X's and O's for me, especially when you're playing, you're kind of locked in. But yeah, it's one of those things. It's not like lack of effort or, you know, or I don't know how the shot clock was out tonight. I'm not, I'm not sure how many we ended up with, but. I thought we put a lot of pucks on the net, but it seems like we were, were kind of like keeping us to the perimeter, you know, and I thought he just did a good job of eating up pucks and, and seeing everything. And yeah, it's something we, uh, you know, it's, it's tough and, you know, we're going to have to work our way out of it. It's really been a bump in the road here, but that's all it is. And we have a really good hockey team in here and we believe in each other. Yeah, I would say that. It's fair to say. We were, uh, this is, uh, I would say, the first time this year, you know, we've lost a couple games in a row before. We've lost some games before, but, uh, but this is where the first time, I would say, where, where, uh, where we weren't right. We weren't right uh, to start the game, and, and, uh, and certainly we didn't find it along the way. I don't know. Uh, you know what? We got a little time here. <laughs> it's not a lot of time, but a little bit of time to, to, uh, to sort this out and get back on track because obviously that's going to be a tough test tomorrow. And, uh, and the way we're going right now, we're, we're not giving ourselves a chance to win hockey games. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing inside, but nothing. I mean, and it, like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel, um, like we're playing like that five man unit. It doesn't feel like we're dangerous. Um, I don't, I certainly don't think that, uh, that LA was nervous in that game. Um, and uh, and just too easy to score on right now. Giving up, uh, you know, the odd man rushes and the chances against that we are. It's uh, that's not a recipe for winning hockey games. No, I would say the Blues had a few ingredients short of a full recipe in this game. They did not play well at all. I don't think Carter Hutton was bad. I I, I really don't. He allowed three goals. Yeah, it wasn't on a ton of shots, but I thought Carter Carter Hutton played a decent game. Not great, decent. The Kings were just very, very good and too many mistakes in the Blues' own end. Too many defensive mistakes. Guys not taking players out of the play when they needed to. A lot of rebounds. And the Blues' inability to get a lot of good quality shots on Kemper. That is the difference in the game. A lot of dump and chase in this game for the Blues. They carried the puck in somewhat. But a lot of times when the Blues would try, the Kings would stand them up in the neutral zone or stand them up at the blue line. Hard to get anything going when you got a team playing that way. And it's a similar way that the Predators played against the Blues and a similar way that the Ducks played against the Blues. The Blues have to work through it, figure out a way to carry that puck in, or when they do dump it in, make sure somebody's going to get to the puck and goalies aren't going to be able to clear that out or a guy's not going to be able to get behind the net before you are and get that puck out quickly. That kills you in the long run. 
like I said, a bad game for the Blues. But please, Blues Nation, don't panic. Uh, you know, losing a, a couple games in a row is not going to kill a team. Everybody learns from their mistakes. It. This is a long season. These guys have heart. They want to win. You can just tell in Carter Hutton's voice how upset he was. You know, they ask him about, oh, were you upset when you got pulled? I guarantee he is upset. Any goaltender that gets pulled is going to be upset. Does he understand it? Yes. It wasn't getting the job done. So Mike Yo did something to maybe try to spark the Blues. Didn't work. Sometimes it will. That shows me he's a team player. He didn't badmouth the coach. Didn't say he didn't deserve it. Didn't say it was his defenseman's mistake. Didn't say anything negative. That shows me Coach Mike has this team. So guys... Don't worry about the Blues. The Blues will be fine. They've got a tough game, a quick turnaround, much less than 24 hours when they drop the puck at 5 o'clock in Minnesota tomorrow night. It's going to be a tough game. The Wild have started to play a little bit better since they played the Blues last week. You know, they had the tough loss to Winnipeg 7-2, and then uh, after losing to the Blues, uh, they beat the Knights 4-2. So this team has been playing a little bit better, especially in that last game against the Knights. Their defense was very good in that game. I think what we're going to see is probably a very low-scoring game. Uh, Devin Dubnik played good in that game against the Knights. Not great, but good. They're just starting to come together a little bit better. A lot of these teams that were around 500 are doing that. The Ducks, the Wild, several other teams are starting to play a little bit better. The Sharks in the West. And the Blues are going to have more competition. The Blues are still one of the top teams in the league. Guys, don't get all upset about it. It's a loss. There's going to be a lot more wins and losses this year with this team. And I think if they stick to their game plan and play like they can most nights, we're going to have a very good year. We're going to have a very good playoff too. So let's hope that happens. Thanks again for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast. Big shout out to the Blues fans Friday night for when they asked for everybody to uh, put their phones up, their flashlights, everybody let them Ferrari. Class act, guys. Thank you so much. Showed the whole country that Blues fans are very caring and they're great people. Until next time, I've been your host, Lance Descott. This has been The Drop. All together now, let's go Blues. This has been The Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lanced at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.